Hello, and welcome to Ensure and Certain Hope, a podcast about Jesus, faith, the church, and other things. I'm Father Jed, your host. I serve as the rector of the Church of the Redeemer, an Episcopal church in Kenmore, Washington. In this podcast, we'll be delving once again into the outline of the faith. Our topic today will be the New Covenant. The New Covenant. Question. What is the New Covenant? Answer. The New Covenant is the new relationship with God given by Jesus Christ, the Messiah, to the apostles, and through them to all who believe in him. Question. What did the Messiah promise in the New Covenant? Answer. Christ promised to bring us into the kingdom of God and give us life in all its fullness. Question. What response did Christ require? Answer. Christ commanded us to believe in him and to keep his commandments. Question. What are the commandments taught by Christ? Answer. Christ taught us the summary of the law and gave us the new commandment. Question. What is the summary of the law? Answer. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Question. What is the new commandment? Answer. The new commandment is that we love one another as Christ loved us. Question. Where may we find what Christians believe about Christ? Answer. What Christians believe about Christ is found in the scriptures and summed up in the creeds. So I am not going to use this time to rant about new versus old. If you want to hear that, go back to the podcast on the first covenant, otherwise known as the old covenant. Rant receding. Instead, I want to talk about our responsibility as lined out in this section. The summary of the law and the new commandment. Because on the surface, it sounds like a really good deal, doesn't it? Right. Jesus offers us membership in God's kingdom and life eternal without pain or sorrow or death. And all we have to do in return is love the Lord our God with, our, with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind, love our neighbor as ourself, and love each other as Christ loved us. Totally doable, right? Well, I don't know about that. I mean, after all, wearing a mask seems totally doable, too. And yet, so the thing about the summary of the law and the new commandment is that they're actually really hard because we don't get to pick and choose. We are by our nature as humans sometimes prone to tribalism. 
prone to factionalism, prone to herding. And the thing about tribes and factions and herds is they make things very simple. You're either with us or against us. You're either in or you're out. There's a reason that lots and lots and lots of people have to deal with cliques in middle school because it's just sort of what humans do. Give you a minute to get over your terrible memories of middle school. And what Jesus calls us to is to leave all of that behind. Think about this in a different way, right? In the baptismal covenant, a covenant that for many of us was made way before we understood what was being promised on our behalf, but made for us nonetheless. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, the priest asked, and respect the dignity of every human being? And our godparents and parents and whoever else was there all said together in a big, loud voice, we will with God's help. In a previous parish, I was working with eighth graders who were getting ready for confirmation. And we were talking through the baptismal covenant. And like most astute 13 to 14 year olds, one of the members of the class that I was talking to raised their hand and said, but what about Hitler? Because middle schoolers have a nose for hypocrisy. And I said, what about him? And they said, well, we don't believe that Hitler had dignity, deserved any dignity, do we? And I said, well, the text says every human being. But Hitler killed six million people. They, they yelled out. I took a very deep breath. I said, actually, it was 12. 12 million. I said, what the, the, that's even worse. Yes, I said. And yet, even someone so terrible and steeped in sin is God's child. That doesn't make any sense, they said. It's not fair. And he and they were right. It doesn't seem fair. We expect there to be these rules that good people go to heaven, bad people go to hell. We want some sort of sensible way of delineating because we want to know who's in and who's out, who's right. And who's wrong? And yet, Jesus says, love your neighbor. Not love the neighbor that mows their lawn. Not love your neighbor that is nice to you and brings you cookies. Not love your neighbor who doesn't annoy you with a lawnmower at 7 a.m. Love your neighbor. Full stop. 
Well, not full stop. It's love your neighbor as you love yourself, which gets in a whole different territory. But for now, we're dealing with neighbor. Who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? Jesus was asked that question in the Gospel of Luke. Who is my neighbor? The scribe asks Jesus, wanting to fulfill all righteousness. And Jesus responds with a story about a Samaritan saving a Judean. Because remember, Samaritans were the scum of the earth, at least to most Jews. They were people who pretended to be Jews, who were cosplaying as members of Judaism, as children of Israel, but who really, according to most of Jesus' followers, had nothing to do with Judaism. And so they were the worst of the worst. And yet, it is the Samaritan that is the neighbor. It is the Samaritan, not the priest, not the Levite, not any of the other people passed by that Jesus didn't even talk about. It is the Samaritan, the supposed scum of the earth, that is the neighbor to the wounded man. The na- who is my neighbor? Respect the dignity of every human being. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And that's the other rub is that we have to then love ourselves because it's really easy to not love our neighbor if we don't love ourselves, right? You know, the thing about that annoys you most about the neighbor who mows the lawn at seven in the morning might be the fact that you haven't mowed your lawn in the last month and a half. And really you're upset with yourself because your lawn looks like a jungle, but it's much easier to be mad at your neighbor than to actually Give yourself grace for not mowing your lawn in COVID tide. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Love one another as Christ has loved us. None of this is easy because there is no in and no out. There is no agreeable. There is no way of fencing off Jesus. Jesus welcomes everyone if they will choose to repent. And it's hard, but it's also the reason that we are here. That is the kingdom. That is not to say that we should just be nice to everyone, let everyone in regardless of their actions, right? The first verb, the only verb in either of these commandments is love, 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 love. And what that love looks like is not simply have warm and fuzzy feelings. It is not simply to think good, pretty thoughts. It is to do the work of creating a world which respects dignity which promotes justice 
and equity in which every person is pulled in and welcomed not just to God's kingdom, but to our table freely. And so if you're willing to do that, you have a share of the kingdom, whoever you may be. And that is how Jesus wants the kingdom to look. I want to thank you again for joining us on this podcast of Insurance Certain Hope. I hope you will tune again soon as we continue our journey through the outline of the faith. Until then, God's blessing be, be with you. Christ's peace be with you. The Spirit's outpouring be with you now and forevermore. Amen.